Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio, the only video game podcast in the entire world hosted by Greg and John. <laughs> John, how you doing today? <laughs> I am good. <laughs> that's true, and that's a fact, by the way. It's the only podcast in the entire world, the only gaming podcast hosted by you and me. And recorded in my basement and your... Your basement, my... Well, my kind of half Your basement, basement as well. My sub... My lower level... Half well, yeah, basement. we both have we both have split levels, so I guess we're both we're both in our lower level, but not basement basement. We're both middle class white trash. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so. Although your your split level is much bigger than mine. <laughs> I've got more splits. I think your house is technically bigger, but mine just has more splits. <laughs> no, I'm fairly certain you got more square footage. Your bedrooms are huge. Oh. My bedrooms have no room for activities. I could not put like a like a swing or like a like a St. Andrew's cross or anything in there. It's no? just it oh. sucks. Man, you guys got to work on that. You got yeah. you, you really you should just expand out. Um yeah, you know what sucks about my my master bedroom is so I had filled a, with cats. Well, no, that's a great that's a great thing. <laughs> uh, so I had a king size bed when Jenny moved in. She had a king size bed. We could not fit both king size beds into the room to make it a super bed. We were gonna. We why were, would you want to do that? <laughs> we, we, uh, well, first, why wouldn't you want to do that? It's a super bed, dude. It's two. Could you imagine two king size beds having a super bed? Oh man, that's the dream. Uh, but alas, you know, but we didn't have the room. There are, uh, you know, there's a such thing as a California king, which is like, like. It's longer for your feet, and so I guess it's for like people like Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> and like I, I just imagine it's it was an idea devised by people that make bed sheets, so that way they could charge people ridiculous oh, yeah. amounts of money for specialized bed sheets. Oh yeah, they'll say they're like they're they're twice as expensive for an extra thirty percent fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, so speaking of Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> that wraps up bed talk yeah, for the we, evening. We've uh, we, we've got uh, two stories this week. The first one being the new NBA 2K. Apparently, we're going to read the article here as we go through it. The new NBA 2K has unskippable ads that you have to watch during a pregame like loading sequence, which is hilarious because it's a full price sixty or eighty dollar game if you get their like super edition. Yep. And it's got a buttload of annoying microtransactions for whatever their card system is that's like Madden football, you know, they the same sort of thing. Which, that's nothing new. Which is nothing new. Already obnoxious in a full-price game. But now you have unskippable ads. The The ad I watched earlier was for the, the Oculus Quest 2. And it was okay. just you were just playing like a 30-second commercial that you just have to watch. So and, one of the main reasons why that's super inconvenient... Now, I don't play sports games, but I listened to somebody talk about this and during the loading screens where these ads are now showing up you can change your lineup before the game starts and edit your team and you cannot do that because of the ad until yeah until the ad's over yeah yeah uh so we're going to talk about that and then we're going to talk about another story this uh was just yesterday um so uh, a politician uh, in the House of Representatives, nicknamed you know uh, AOC, right? Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, so she she actually did a Twitch stream yesterday, and it had concurrent 
over 400,000 viewers at one time uh, and was instantly, almost instantly verified and had a bunch of subscribers and, and stuff like that. Uh, so we're going to oh. talk about that and we're going to talk, maybe it might not go the way you think because we're not, we're not going to talk about like politics necessarily, but we're going to talk about the strategy. Is this good for a politician to try to reach the younger vote? That sort of thing. Uh, and then of course we have our games of the week picked out. We have our pickup pile of the week and we haven't decided if it's going to be next week or the week after, but John had a great idea that we're going to do almost like a generation recap top games of the last generation as we are closely approaching the launch of new systems once again. So, um, it's, it's, it's wild to think that the PS4 came out in 2013. Like it's already been seven years. Yeah. That's it it's feels like yesterday. Yeah, it really doesn't feel like it's new console time already, but it's always an exciting time for me. It really is. Uh, I, I just like you got to let yourself get excited sometimes <laughs> about stuff like this. So we're that'll be either next week or the week after. We want to do it as close to the launch as possible because the 11th, November 11th, which would normally be a Wednesday night, which would normally be the time we would record this podcast, I'm going to be in line to get my PS5, so we won't be doing a podcast that week. And so we'll probably do it the week before, maybe two weeks before, depending on, you know, if other stories pop up because you never know what you never know what pops up or what what major story or what Jason Trier hit piece <laughs> comes so, out that we got to talk about. <laughs> so the um, the Xbox is hitting was is that a Friday? So I think the Xbox is Tuesday. OK, I think it's the 10th, isn't it? And then, and then the PlayStation's Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Let me take a look. S- Series X launches, I want to say the 10th. Where is it here? It is the 10th. I, that I know for sure. I just it don't know. If... Okay, the 10th is a Tuesday. Okay. It's a week after the election. So. Okay. Um, um, so yes. we could do, if you wanted, we could do a podcast on like Saturday or Sunday to like give impressions of of the systems if we want to do one that week we could we could i i actually originally was thinking of doing my extra life stream that saturday but i'm gonna push it back a couple weeks to make sure because i really want to do a demon soul stream or at least yeah. play, play demon souls on stream for that for at least a good fraction of it so i want to make sure though that the people i'm going to play with get their systems because i'm a lot of people are relying on me to get their systems and my systems are coming <laughs> at, at different times from different retailers yeah. so i don't want to be like yeah we're doing it saturday and then target's like oh you get yours a week later because target sucks at shipping and then amazon's like well we're not sure when we're shipping out systems we're like all right well great yeah um, i have I have the Xbox and PlayStation both from Amazon, and I got an email for both of them saying, like, we don't know if we're going to get them. But then I have the backup one at Walmart, and Walmart hasn't emailed me, like, saying we're not going to have it. So it, Walmart might end up being the reliable of the three. Yeah, Walmart. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Walmart might ship it early, and you might get it early because they're, sh- they're going to ship it to get it to you on release day. So you never know. Would... You might get it a day early. Um, you never know. And, and, yeah, the Amazon thing's weird because... Um, like they always get everything to you on time, you know, but right yeah. now they're just, I think they're just throwing it out there that, cause none of the video game stuff they've been shipping prime overnight or anything like that. Like all the video game stuff's been getting delayed cause they're making room for essential business stuff. It, it, I guess is what they, is the excuse they're using anyway. So yeah, which know. is crap. Yeah, which is crap, <laughs> which is crap, which is fine. So, all right, well, let's get this shindig started. We got our pickup piles of the week, got our games of the week. We got our two stories. We're going to start with this one. Um, first, so here we go. 
So like I said earlier, John, on the podcast, first up today, we're talking about NBA 2K, which I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this probably don't care about. I, in particular, don't necessarily care about the game. But what I do care about is that apparently there's unskippable ads in a game that's $60 or 80 if you get the more expensive version, which they kind of do the same thing EA does, which is, hey, if you want the game the Friday before it comes out, you, you, can, get, you can get that early if you want to spend the extra 20 bucks. Um, or if you can wait till the following Tuesday and buy the $60 version, like they offer you a, the, the better version a few days earlier to get the suckers who just can't wait. <laughs> you know? And, and the, uh, $80 version is also the one that's cross gen. Correct. Whereas the, the $60 one isn't. And then also the $80 one, uh, is like a tribute to Kobe, um, because he passed away. Right, right. Well, I guess... Yeah, that's right. The the is it like the Mamba edition or something like that? Is that Black right? Mamba, Mamba edition, Mamba. yeah. So, uh to get into it a little bit. So, the the 2K series has always been kind of annoying because they do the same sort of thing like Madden does. You get you get these coins or whatever that you can buy cards or buy whatever. I forget exactly what it is in NBA. So, it's got that whole sort of microtransaction garbage, but you know what? You don't have to do it. It's optional. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Even though it's a full price game, that's typically the sort of behavior that is in a free game, right? And that's their revenue process. And then, uh, and then to add on to that, uh, this one, and I, I swear they've done this in the past as well, because I feel like I've mentioned a story like this in the past. But this one has unskippable ads that load before the game. The ad usually turns up as part of a pre-game video, and while in previous years they've been for brands like Converse and the TV show Snowfall, whatever that is, this <laughs> year it's an Oculus Quest commercial that's got fans upset. And then there's actually a play. I know you can't see it. I watched the commercial. I won't play it because I'll get a copyright strike for some reason. So I'm not going <laughs> to do it. For a commercial? For a commercial that's embedded <laughs> in a game. How dare you help us advertise? <laughs> um, um, but anyway, and so it, show, it showed a picture of that. And then it says, fans, uh, this is the Kotaku article, fans have been and continue to be pissed every time this happens. And if you're wondering why, it's because this is a full-price video game, not a free-to-play. Folks have already paid full price for the game itself, then been fleeced at every turn to spend on microtransactions, now have to sit through an ad as well. So, I mean, yeah, again, though, you don't have to play it. Um, You don't have to do the microtransactions, but you do have to sit through this god-awful commercial. Now... You you made a comment in the in the pre-show or in the intro to the story, John, about why it's more egregious this year. And go ahead and kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, I don't play the game, so this is secondhand information. But uh, from what I heard, people use the pre the the loading screen in before the game starts to edit their team and their roster. And by putting this commercial in, it kind of removes the ability to edit that that team and so it kind of puts you at a disadvantage a little bit whereas if the commercial wasn't there you'd you'd be able to do those features yeah and so what's after all of this kind of came out and people were complaining about it there actually was a response from 2k so 2k had a a tweet uh, to address the issue, and they said, quote, As many are aware, in recent years, ads have been integrated into 2K TV segments. Yesterday's 2K TV ad placement impacted our players' experience in a way we didn't intend, as these ads are not meant to run as part of the pregame introduction. This will be fixed in future episodes. 
Thanks for your continued feedback. So, John, they're saying it was an accident. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, oops. Oops. <laughs> commercials weren't supposed to play uninterruptible <laughs> before you start a game. Are, are you buying that for even one second? No, um, <laughs> because it's it's damage control. And because uh, if, if you say it was an accident, you could just be like, oh, that was that was a glitch. We didn't do that on purpose. Uh, we're going to we're going to fix it. Um, now, what I'm curious about is how quickly they fix it. Like, is this something that they they can patch out tomorrow or does it stick around for three weeks because Oculus paid to have their ad in your face for three weeks? And then magically it'll get fixed <laughs> after that that term expires. So so I'll go one step further. It would not surprise me if they had this all planned out and they teamed with Facebook and said, hey, look, we'll do Oculus commercials. They're going to be unskippable for the first two weeks the game's out. And then after that, we'll have to patch it out of there because people won't like it. <laughs> or Or best case scenario, if people don't have a problem with it, then we'll keep doing it. But now, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. They had to understand. They had to know. What they should do is they should replace the the fans and the stands with like like s- people sporadically in the stands wearing Oculus Go or Quests and just like like walking around like in VR. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, man. You know what happened to shameless shameless promotion? You know, you don't you don't well, make people sit through ads. But you you put you put. What was the one in Burnout? Didn't you say there were Obama banners in yeah. Burnout Paradise? Or yep, there were Obama ad, Obama Biden ads in Burnout Paradise. Um, you know, that's when advertising well, was cool in video games, man. <laughs> but how how funny would that be if you were like playing basketball and like you looked over and like in the stands there's just some idiot like NPC do, doing Oculus Quest and you're like, oh, that's an ad for Oculus Quest. All yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, or, or you know, and, and it's like the thing is, sports, live sports especially, are full of weird advertising anyway, right? You you go to yeah. the Packer game and it's like, oh, it's time for the 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 Bellin Hospital barrel roll, and then they play that stupid god awful music, and then they had a bunch of like morons, you know, pushing barrels or something. <laughs> you know, it's like like they they have those time, and 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 obviously it's like, oh, you know, welcome to, you know. Well, it used to be Miller 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 Park in Milwaukee, not some insurance something. I forget what it is. So they've always done that, right? So there's, I think there's ways to do shameless promoting in sports. It's just like this is so egregious. Do you feel? And then let me toss this to you. Do you feel like this is too far, or do you just feel like it's just another way of advertising? And who really cares? I think it's annoying, and they could have done it a better way. Like they, they have a. Um, like after game segment where they have like almost like ESPN commentators talk about the game. They could have done it in that portion of the game. They could have put it on the jumbotron above the above the play field or like like shown a piece of it during a replay. Like yeah. there are there there are segments within the game and within the the presentation of like TV basketball where they could slot that in and make it not as egregious. Um, I I'm curious what they're gonna do. So like let's say they wanted to continue to do those ads in loading screens. So once we're into the next gen, those loading screens are gonna be very 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 short. I'm so, glad I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna mention that. Um, but yeah, yeah th- so, that's what they're talking about, right? With the next generation is no load times. That's that's the gimmick. That's the sell this time around. 
Right. Did you see there was a, I don't know if it was an IGN or if it was just on Twitter from PlayStation, but they showed uh, the Spider-Man PS4 game. I did see that. There was uh, a Game, game and, Informer, I think, did that. Yeah, so so they showed the loading, leaving a hideout in Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, and you you say yes to leave, and then it takes like 15, 20 seconds, you see a loading screen, and then and then you're outside. And then in Miles Morales, you just, there's an open window, and you just yank yourself, web zip out the window, and you're out yep. into the open world. It's just instantaneous. There's literally no load screens. Yeah, it's incredible. And and you're so you're not going to have a like a two minute basketball game intro screen anymore. And you know, I thought as you were talking about ways to integrate it into the game, you know, Madden does some interesting stuff. And and again, I I'm not going to say Madden does everything right advertising wise because they don't. But Madden does a lot of that great stuff like every week. For instance, when I do the Madden matchup, I have to update the rosters and I get ready to simulate the game. At the beginning of the game, they'll have a highlight of whoever had like the best game. So last week when I did the simulation, it talked about how the week before, technically before the bye week, Robert Tanyan had like three touchdowns. They had his accurate stats for that day as like the this is the player to look out for in today's game because okay. he had a, a, a real good game in real life. So how come you can't do something like that, like a changeable banner that just says, like, hey, today's today's player highlight brought to you by Oculus, you know? Like, there's a hokiness to that. Like, I think so, because we're just not used to advertising in video games yet, even even as it's getting more and more, um, you know, common. But, like, there are ways to do that that aren't abrasive. And I don't know. Yeah. And again, they say it was an accident. I mean, whatever i feel like it's one of those it's easier to ask forgiveness than to ask permission sort of things like you just do it and right then it's easier to backpedal out of it <clears throat> but uh yeah i don't know it just seems like there's way better ways to do this and like i guess way sneakier ways and especially going into the next generation when you don't have load times that's what you're going to need to do because you have to you have to keep them engaged somehow on that ad and how do you do that it has to be part of the experience because you're not going to have the automatic one minute of loading screens so my favorite in-game advertisements ever were on um, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. So they offered Aquafina, Aquafina Flavor Splash skins and <laughs> upgrades for your, your plant and zombie classes. So the pea shooter there was a berry, like a berry blast pea shooter, and the skin looked totally different than everything else in the game. The The pea shooter had like a mohawk made of like raspberries and strawberries and blueberries and stuff, and then it shot out a certain type of, of uh, pea. And then there was also, um, there's a an enemy that is round, and so they made one of them the round enemy turned into a peeled orange that shot out orange slices. And then for the zombie side, they had a, a Cheetos promotion where you could basically skin your your chomper, big uh, Venus flytrap-looking monster as Chester Cheetah. So like it looked like you it looked like you were like wearing the skin of Chester Cheetah oh, on this God. giant. Plant. Terri- that's terrifying. And then they also had a uh, 
uh, the scientist had a Cheeto shotgun that uh, it it had like the paw prints as the barrels, and it was a three barrel shotgun, and it <laughs> shot out orange Cheetos, and it was awesome. Like those were so fun to use, and they were quality upgrades to your character, and they were free. So like. I wanted to use the Aquafina Flavor Splash characters because they looked really freaking cool. They looked cool and they were free. Yeah. And, and walking around with them is still advertising. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that is how you advertise. And I, uh, years ago when I went to GameStop Manager Conference, I went to the EA booth and I told them, I'm like, the way that you guys advertised in that game made it fun to interact with your advertisement. It was not obtrusive. It didn't feel it didn't feel gross. It was it was really really neat and it was creative. I enjoyed it. I can't think of a time when I played a game that had ads in it that didn't irritate me though. <laughs> <laughs> like I just can't I can't do it. I mean, they're always obnoxious. Um but it's always like there's a right way to do it though, I think. And that was your point and I agree with you totally. Have them cover the cost of implementing the assets of their advertisement do like a cross promotional thing where there there probably was something too where in bags of Cheetos you got like experience codes or something for PZ yeah. you know something like that but yeah well yeah so uh well as far as 2K they're not doing it the right way so hopefully and, and again it's easier in sports I think I really do think it'd be much easier just to be like you know hey this halftime show is brought to you by this and then you have those logos all over the place I mean that feels like a real TV show then because every sports yeah. is sponsored by something Actually, you, you reminded me of the other one I liked, too. Um, I'm apparently a good customer for this idea. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> there, was a, there was a promo with um, Dead Space 3 uh, with Slim Jim. And in, in packages of Slim Jim, there were codes you could redeem, and it would give, your, it would give you upgrade slots and stuff for your weapon. Mm-hmm. And so you could make your barrels look like Slim Jim colors. <laughs> so I had a, uh, I had a gun that had like a over barrel that was red, and then an under barrel that was yellow. Uh, and there were actually quite good upgrades for for the game early on. Like once you got to New Game Plus, you got better equipment. But they were pretty damn good upgrades for the the game at base and actually um final fantasy 7 did a promo like that with uh i think it was butterfinger where they gave you uh rings in the game uh that they eventually just released all those rings for free uh but if you redeemed codes in a butter in butterfinger bars you'd get like four or five rings for free interesting I, I I appreciate that they eventually released it for free because if they would have locked those things down to like a promo that you had to access one time, that sucks. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. All right, John. So next up on the podcast today, we're going to be talking about um, politics. Uh, no, not that way. How about politicians on Twitch? So uh, yesterday on Tuesday, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did her first ever live Twitch stream uh, and was playing um, 
Among Us, which is the hot new thing. I still haven't played it. Like, I want to. I love those kind of, uh, like, werewolf and, and uh, or, well, is it, yeah, werewolf. And, like, basically there's a bunch of games where you're trying to find the imposter, imposter games. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she, along with uh, some Twitch personalities and also another member of the House of Representatives, Elon Omar, they did a Twitch live stream, which topped out at 439,000 concurrent viewers. So And that was just her stream too. That's just her stream and that's so that's concurrent which means that was just at one time that many individual people were watching. But combined combined with the other streamers that had jumped in, it's closer to uh they added another like 200,000. Yeah. So it's yep. it's pretty much around like 650,000 people are watching that. Yeah, and realistically, that probably means you had over a million impressions easily if you had a concurrent of four hundred to 600,000 people because people come in, then they leave. Other people come in, other people leave. You know, So like 400,000 were just how many they had at one time plus the other streamers, 600,000 total of how many individual people were watching. Just incredible, incredible numbers. It's like the third highest Twitch live stream of all time, uh, which, yeah. which is pretty incredible. So... <sighs> It'd be really easy, John, to, you know, because this is a video game podcast, and so we're not going to get into politics a bunch, but this is a pretty big deal. And so what I wanted to bring up, and the question I want to put to you first is, because clearly the point of this was to get younger viewers and younger people involved in the voting process. Um, I think it was actually even meant to get people registered. It was a register to vote initiative. Um, which I also like because it's not like they're doing this and they're pushing their agenda necessarily. Not that they're not still talking about the things that are important to them, but it it was really a get registered to vote program. Um, and did, so did I, you watch I like that idea. any of it? I watched some clips here and there today. Yeah, I watched probably she, a total of like an hour of it. Did did it seem more like it was like preaching a agenda the entire time, or like? Did it did it seem like they were actually enjoying the game while they were playing it? Oh no, the, it it felt like a Twitch live stream. It really did. Uh, okay. And, that, and then it felt like I mean the parts that I watched, I would say, you know, they were definitely talking about things. Like there's a part where she's talking about the U.S. healthcare system with someone from the uh, from the U.K. and they're talking about how their health system is. You know, where you just walk in and get stuff taken care of. And, and so there were some things like that that would come up, but for the most part, it to me, it just really felt like a live stream. But then they were really pushing the, hey, register to vote, register to vote. Yeah. Your vote matters, your vote counts, which I've, which I like. I've watched a few, so like the, um, uh, what is it? Parks and Rec did a, did a like Wisconsin town hall yes. thing for Democrats. <laughs> And then supposedly Seinfeld is doing like a re- uh, reunion meant to uh, encourage people to uh, vote and whatnot. And like that was my main question about this the AOC thing was that like I watched the Parks and Rec thing and was like, oh, this this could be funny. Like I enjoyed Parks and Rec and. I am a Democrat. I am the target audience for this. And I was just like, I don't like this. This is, <laughs> this is gross. Like, yeah, the, this, it doesn't, it didn't feel genuine. It wasn't funny. Like it, it just, it didn't make a lot of sense. And so like the fact that 
AOC in this? Seems like she actually was in like playing the game and enjoying the game. Like to me is a does a better job of connecting with with the target audience than if she would have just used it as an excuse to to preach at you, which that's the point of it. But but to to actually play along rather than just making it very obvious what you're doing. Right. Um so I, I think that's a good thing. I like I would like to see more of that and and it's interesting that like I'm do you know was she interacting with the uh with the Twitch audience at all? Yeah, yeah. I, I wanna say I mean, she probably had like a producer essentially, or a member of her staff were probably getting questions. I don't know how much she was actually actively watching the chat because that much chat right. flies. I mean you can't really Oh yeah. It's it's hard to keep track of that much chat, but yeah, with with four hundred thousand people, it's probably just flying by. Like yeah. I, I don't know how some people even bother with chat in any way. Like the the streamers that do get a ridiculous amount of views and have those types of chats, it's like wh- why even look at it? Um, oh yeah, but but yeah, I think I think politicians being willing to try thing new things and potentially interact with with constituents that they don't normally interact with is a good thing because the last time like when gamers are the subject of congress or the senate it generally <laughs> ain't a good thing yeah it's usually not good well, like like if if I hear congressmen and games in the same sentence, it's usually Mortal Kombat and needs to be banned or like like we're you're we're gonna require you to be seventeen to buy M rated games or whatever. So so to have a congressman interact with a video game and not talk about banning it or how it's kill or wrecking our children's minds. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, and I compare it to something which launched recently also, which was Joe Biden's No Malarkey Animal Crossing Island. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so let me talk about that, okay? that That is incredibly uh, disingenuous to me. I think that's cheesy. It's stupid. I, I look at that and I go, that doesn't, you know, and that's not, it's not because it's Animal Crossing either. I love that game. But you can't tell me that, I know he's not playing it. I know he's no. not using it to interact with people on his island. You know, like it was just one of those things that just it doesn't feel genuine. And and did like, you go? I I have not. Although I haven't turned on, okay. I haven't turned on my Switch in like four months, and I haven't played Animal Crossing uh, in like probably like five months or so. Well, and you can't even visit it. You have to like you visit it in a dream. So like you can't even go there and like shake his trees and stuff. Yeah, see, that's crap. That's crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so you compare it to something like that, at least this felt genuine. It felt like it was something imp- like that was, it was somebody, something that she was enjoying doing and some way to connect with people. And she, that's one thing she's very good at. Let's, let's be real. Like one of her, um, positive traits is how she tries to connect with the younger generation. And now to some older people, they may not like that. And obviously she's a very polarizing figure in politics, because she's like very outspoken about how she feels about things. And she's younger than a lot of people. And she didn't, you know, grow up and go to 
some Ivy League school and be a lawyer for, you know, <laughs> for this and for her daddy's law firm and then become a politician. You know, she was a bartender and she was kind of a, you know, a, a, a person of the people, I guess, you know. So she has this kind of uh, she has a different way with people, I guess. Right. Yeah. And she's a native New Yorker and there's like solidarity there. Um, so to compare this with a few other things, for instance, both Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders have Twitch channels. You may not know that. They both have, Twi- <laughs> they both have Twitch channels. Uh, they recently did streams that topped out at around 1,000 viewers. 1,000 viewers is about where they topped off, and AOC had 439,000 on just her channel, not well, and, counting the 200,000 on the other streamers. But Trump's Twitch channel, I believe, just regurgitates his... Uh, a campaign ad his rallies like yeah okay okay like and, and i i believe he's actually gotten in trouble on for his twitch channels because when he says like certain inflammatory things at his rallies like i believe he's gotten marks uh on the channel oh sure i mean that would make sense yeah I, I mean, like going against the twitch terms of service or something like that right yeah. well and it, it makes sense to me that the other two channels wouldn't make wouldn't get that many views because realistically they're not doing what twitch is supposed to be do therefore they're they're not interacting with games whereas she was right and twitch isn't a uh twitch isn't a and not that you can't do irl streams you know and we do we do our the drop cast we do on twitch live so there is just chatting and there is non-gaming related stuff on twitch right but they're also not interacting with anybody they're not trying to make an interactive session. They're just basically they're treating it like a 24 7 cha- TV channel. They just put their yeah. own programming on when they want to, of course. So, um, But what I liked the most about this, I guess, was that it was an initiative to get out to vote. And you and I have talked about this a lot where I- I'm never going to tell someone like I wouldn't say, oh, who are you going to vote for? Are you going to vote for that person? Well, I don't want you to vote. I've never said that and I never will. I want yep. everyone to vote. I think it, and I and I, I refuse to believe that our votes don't matter. And I refuse to believe like you can throw away your votes. I think voting is very important. You should feel proud about that, that you're part of something bigger than yourself. Uh, and so I liked that this was really a get out the vote sort of event. It wasn't, it wasn't a stump speech for the Green New Deal. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a speech on why you should want universal health care. It was. Hey, we're going to do this event. We're going to get a bunch of people to watch. And we're going to try to get them registered to vote. Now, let's let's cut the crap, right? Let's cut the crap and say they know that if they get a bunch of people who watch Twitch to register to vote, they're probably going to vote for them and their party. Like they know that. That's just that you know. Let's let's cut let's cut the shit. You know, like we're not gonna, you know, we're, we're not we're not pretending like oh, it's just to get votes. They're doing that because they know the more people that register to vote that would be a part of something like this would probably vote for them. So it's fine. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm just glad, though, that they treated it as a get people out to vote. And so if, if Donald Trump did a live stream where he played Among Us, right, or he played, <laughs> like, even if he played something like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Right? Uh, adventure Capitalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Wall Street Kid for NES, you know? Um, you know, wants to play something like that. And he played it and was on there going, hey, you know what? We're doing this to get awareness, to get people to go out and vote. People who watch his streams would probably register to vote and then vote for him. So it's fine. I think it's fine both ways, but I just want more people to vote. I think the voting percentages in this country is kind of pathetic for the amount of uh, eligible citizens we have that could vote. 
I don't I don't like that. It really makes me uncomfortable like this, how few people vote. This election is definitely getting people yeah. to register though. The um there was a county in Texas where 96% of eligible voters are registered this year. That's incredible. Yeah. So well, 4% of adults that can vote aren't registered and the rest are. And it was not a small county either. Well, and, and to my point earlier as well, I read a statistic, again, not to get buried in politics side of this, but I read a statistic recently too that the Republican Party is actually getting more people are registering to vote for the first time and um, aligning themselves as Republicans than are Democrats. So it, if you're pushing people to get out and vote, as far as the surveys and the, the, the statistics out now, more people that are registering to vote for the first time are Republican than Democrat right now. So that's one of those things where it's like, holy crap, like it, this getting more people to vote is not necessarily only good for one party. It really yeah. isn't. You know, getting more people to vote is good, I think, for everyone. Everyone get a voice. And then you can't, you know what, and if you vote, then you can complain. If you don't vote and you don't try, then you, you have no say and you, then you don't, you can't complain about who's leading our country when you didn't even try uh, one way or another. And, and that doesn't mean that if you voted for someone in the primaries and they didn't get in and then you don't vote. I mean, like you tried, I guess, still. But again, that's kind of silly. Like exercise your rights, you know, even if it's to write in someone who you think would be the best president, you know. Write me in, <laughs> and if I somehow win, I, I'll I'll be the president. <laughs> you know, I uh, I considered. <laughs> I was I I voted this morning, and uh, there's a number of uh, of spots in the ballot where one party has a uh, has somebody running for something, and the other party didn't have a challenger. Correct. And and I was. <laughs> I was considering just writing your name in for, for all of them. <laughs> Dude, that'd have been fine. That'd have been fine. I feel bad with that because every time you do a write in candidate, then that means that like someone has to enter that name into a computer. You know, like <laughs> like if you just check all the boxes it the computer scans it and goes, Okay, there's nothing more that needs to be done. But if it's like a write in then someone has to manually go in there and be like, Yes, Mickey Mouse, one vote. <laughs> Ver Vermin Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that guy? No. <laughs> He uh he runs for president quite often, and he's like this grizzled old man that wears a giant black muck boot on his head. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Well, he's you know. pretty great. Um. So then there's there's one other thing I want to to hit on this, and it's not really anything to do with the story itself, but the second paragraph talks that AOC streamed Among Us alongside fellow representative Elon Omar, as well as online personalities Hassan Piker, Pokimane. Dr. Lupo, Disguised Toast, Moist Critical, Myth, MX, M Tune, and Jack Septicai. Can I just can I just say for a second, like what? I can't I can't take these people seriously. I'm sorry. I can't I can't read articles. The names? Like, yes, Disguised Toast. What? I mean, I don't even. Well, I mean, it's so... just imagine your. I mean, what the hell's your handle online? It's versus, right? Well, so that's my Xbox Live gamer tag. That's a little okay. bit different. When I stream, it's Drop Rate Greg or it's Game Trade Greg. Like those are my. Okay. Yeah, you know, like it's it's still me, you know. Like, but like, like I'm just saying, like if you if you became huge, like. It would you you shouldn't shed your your handle to be in an article because realistically, if somebody said, "Oh, he's she's 
streamed with whatever the hell Jacksepticeye's regular name is, you'd be like, who the hell is that? Right. But, but if you say Jacksepticeye, it's like, all right, wow, but, that, he's big on Twitch. Well, maybe we should, right, if we want to be taken more seriously. But, and honestly, I'm not even really making fun of their names. It's just like, you see this, right? It's a, it's a get-out-to-vote thing. It's huge. It's really going to be awesome. And then it's AOC streams with disguised toast. I mean, it's just, it's just, it, it's, it's laughable in its odd oddity. You know, like it's just odd to me. You know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. You know, and I do have, I have like, like I have uh, usernames and like I have an internet handle. Like I have that that persona. You know, and well, so she's it, got her own handle. She's AOC. Well. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, disguised toast. I mean, I'm not. I don't even. I don't even know who that is. So I'm not knocking the content at all. And there's like, you know, then like, like YouTubers. Like there's, you know, peanut butter gamer and like, like there's, and I'm, I mean, I and I, know, I laughed so hard I farted. I know, and it's funny. You know, it, I get it. It's a name, but like, when does there come a point where it's like, I, I mean. I don't know. I guess I don't want to make this a referendum on like people's internet names because I have them too. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have like our, our, our tags and we shouldn't have our, our, our names. I just, the point I guess I was trying to make was it's jarring when you have something really important and like feels mature and grown up. And then you have these names in the article where you're like, it just, it feels like it steals some of the legitimacy away from it, I guess is my point. I don't know. So you've got no respect for Peanut Butter Gamer. So that's not true. <laughs> that, that's not true. But like, but one thing we do at the store is so we'll be, we'll be, you know, we, you know, when you're working, uh, you get a little weird sometimes with like you start making fun of stuff. Well, one of the things we do a lot is we think up YouTuber names, right? So you'll okay. just, it's like a game you could play where you just look around the room. It's like, it's like Mad Libs, you know? So like, which I know half people in the world probably don't know what Mad Libs is anymore. But so you could be like, you know, oh, I see a Metal Gear game. And I see, you know, I see a rotten banana in the back. So I'm, I'm, I'm metal banana, a metal banana <laughs> gamer, you know? And you're like, but that's probably taken. You could probably search, search YouTube right now. Look for metal banana gamer. And it's probably, you it's probably are taken. probably correct. <laughs> and that's, um, and, and that's fine. Again, I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I, I feel like people are going to be like, Hey man, just like that's the internet. Like, I, yes, I know. I grew up with the internet. Okay. I, I am fully aware how it works. <laughs> Just saying, it's kind of weird. And that's it. I, you know what's funny is I used to do the exact same thing when I was uh, in high school with my friend uh, Tom. We uh, we used to go on AOL Instant Messenger and we would just kind of just troll people. And so <laughs> we you? would come up. Yes. Uh, so every email address could have eight AOL Instant Messenger names associated with it. <laughs> Uh, Seems like a bad idea. Looking back, because back then you'd sign in with your with your username, not with an email address. Correct. And so I had about two hundred and fifty AOL instant messenger names, and my friend Tom had over five hundred. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, my my username now, which is washer dryer combo or variations on that theme, WD combo and dryer combo, um, came from that one of those brainstorming sessions when I was like 15 or 16, uh, trying to think of AOL and some messenger names. Uh, one of them uh, I was Shaved Sailor. Uh, oh my God. 
And then uh, there was also uh, Eat a Dick Main, which was just long enough to learn just as many characters that you could write it out completely readably. Interesting. Um, we, uh, we, we trolled some people that lived in Maine that were in a Maine uh, breakdancing troupe. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Uh... <laughs> See, that's what people don't realize in the early days of internet messaging like before social media and stuff like man AOL instant messenger AOL chat rooms Yahoo chat rooms man they were great yeah before everybody's face was like you could just immediately look somebody up yeah yeah you know like uh like uh my brother and I used to play like the original Diablo and the original Starcraft and the old Battle.net was basically the interface was just a bunch of chat rooms until you started a game so okay. you could make any room you wanted to, you know, like backslash whatever, and you'd go into that room. And if you were the first person there, you were the you were the admin. And so, like, we'd have clan wars where we would go into another clan's room and try to stay in there long enough where everyone left, and then we would take over their room, and then we could <laughs> kick people out. Like, it's so stupid now, but it was it was a big deal back then. Stay up till 4 in the morning. I've got school in, like, three hours. And I'm like, oh, I'm the only one in here. And then you wait for one person to log in. And then you're just like, you know, like, oh, we, we, we got you. We control your room. And then you kick them out. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's so dumb. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so, so then lastly, getting back to the, getting back to the conversation about it. Uh, do you think this will be effective in getting younger people to register to vote? I don't know if they've shared the numbers yet on how many registrations they might have had based off of this. But uh, what do you think? I mean, is this, is this going to work? Is this going to get people to, to register and to vote? Um, I don't think a one-time thing will will work. But I think if she continues to to interact with with constituents in this way, it could have it could be a positive change. Yeah, I I, um, I agree. And, and like, it's nice to see politicians not being so robotic and, like, very coached in their in their wording. Like, it's really annoying to me when you, when you, a politician asks a question and you know they're lying about it. <laughs> and, like, yes. you're like, that's not a genuine answer. It's, so, like, yeah. I, I, I like seeing people that are in charge of our country being more genuine. And I don't mean making fun of people on stage in front of a large audience genuine. Um, <laughs> being, like, an actual, like, real person. Being a person. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing yes. with, with, sports, um, with sports players. I mean, like, you get a, a football player on a new team. And they're like, you know, or, or, you know, they have very, they have very political answers. They have PR people that train them what to say. Like, what, what do you say if someone says, man, why did the quarterback, you know, what, why'd you guys lose today? Why did the quarterback have such a bad day? And then he's like, you know, uh, you know, we're a team. We got to come together as a team. We win as a team. We lose as a team. Like it's the same, you know, it's the same thing with politicians. Everything's rehearsed. Everything's yeah. planned. And so it is nice. I totally agree with you. I think it's nice just to get something that's like a real reaction of somebody who hasn't been playing it safe their whole life. Right. Yeah. Like somebody who hasn't been the perfect quote unquote, perfect model citizen for the last 50 years so that they could be a politician and no one could dig up dirt on them. <laughs> and, know? and somebody that be willing to like, say they're wrong about something 
and instead of instead of doubling down on it or like like pivoting the conversation away, just being like, you know what, I was wrong about that. Like that that's the sort of thing that I want in a politician, somebody that's actually a genuine person. Yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be that hard. But but oftentimes, genuine and real people aren't groomed from day one to be this and so they don't have the opportunity they don't follow the quote-unquote correct path to to get there you know because there seemingly is always seems to be a right way to get there which also ultimately yeah. is a problem i think because then you don't get people the average person you don't get the average person to you know to, to be able to do it which is unfortunate because i think if we had more people that lived more regular lives doing those jobs that we'd be a lot better off because they actually understand what it's like to live in the real world you know, and not 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 their not their dream world they lived in before, and then the dream world they created being in politics. You know, although a lot of a lot of very common attacks on politicians that are running for office is that like, oh, they're just a lawyer, like, like. But it when I hear that, I think, okay, well, this person's applying for a job where you create laws. I think knowing the law is a good yeah is a good prerequisite for then going on to create laws. Yeah, because like that's not a knock. Yeah, yeah, and it shouldn't be a knock. Because um, like I I have a lot of opinions, and I like every every once in a while I think to myself like like man I wouldn't mind running for office because I would like to change things, whatever. But then I think to myself. Like, if I actually got there, like, if I got elected to something, and then I had to, like, do the work, like, to write a law, I would be like, I don't know, I don't know how to write a frickin' law. Well, that's why you uh, pay people to do that for you. <laughs> so, so yeah, like, the, I, I think that there are certain politicians in charge now that, that might, might not know how to, how, how things work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah and I, I tiptoe around things <laughs> and, and i and i uh, and i agree with you too i think this is something that if it's a regular occurrence they could really i mean this could shape this could shape how a lot of people view politics if if politicians that were genuinely into like younger politicians like her did this more frequently i mean she could use this for huge fundraising she could use this for um you know, obviously for registering to vote, she could use this to tell people why they should like this. They, you could use this like a town hall, you know, and but but have and get your message out to a whole bunch of new voters like this is powerful stuff if done right. And I think you're right. It just can't be a one and done. It's got to be a, a consistent thing. But man, that's I, I think I think it worked. I think it worked now, really well and it, it could it could be huge in the future, even more so. Now, it would be great if uh, if Twitch became like the new c-span like sure <laughs> like have twitch running congressional hearings but have like shoutcasters commentating <laughs> like oh. like the uh like imagine the like uh the kavanaugh uh confirmation and just be like ooh, that was a good slam by uh <laughs> by kamala harris like, yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, like oh oh like, oh, she she, she, the, she won some points there. Coming <laughs> coming in late, coming in late with the fact check. Oh oh, the one eighty, the one eighty fact check pwned. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I'm curious if this will uh, maybe maybe one day this will. 
I think this is going to draw more people to do the same thing with some hilarious results and and some genuinely impressive results. But I think there's going to be some hilarious, like smaller politicians will try to do this and it'll just be a joke or they'll say something terrible or something like something. This is good. Someone's going to try this and just just royally screw it up. And it's going to be a dumpster fire, and I won't, I'll, I'll watch every second of it. <laughs> I want to see Lindsey Graham playing Just Dance. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, and on that note, that's it for the stories this week already, man. We're just cruising along today. So uh, we have our games of the week picked out. We have our pickup piles of the week. So, John, as always, I'm going to toss it to you, my friend. What is your game of the week? I hope I didn't pick this one already. Um, it's funny you say that because I think I picked this one already too, but I think I picked it. I think you picked this game before. I don't even know. You know, it doesn't matter. Maybe. Go, uh, go ahead. <laughs> so I, since the Xbox one and the PS4 generation are kind of wrapping up, I thought I should pick a, um, a Xbox one game for my game of the week. Sure. Um, so I went with journey to the savage planet. Uh, which I had no idea what the hell it was before it came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Typhoon Studios, I believe, got bought by Google um, shortly after this came out, uh, which sucks because that means that their next game is on Stadia. Uh, but this oh, game no. is a, this game is really cool. It is a, a have you played this one at all? Uh, I have not. Dom played it and really, really liked it. I like it a lot. It it reminds me a lot of why I like Super Metroid. Um, so it's an open-world, first-person uh, shooter platformer uh, with a really funny sense of humor and cool gadgets to unlock and just awesome visuals. It's, it's a very, like, bright, uh, fun world with lots of goop every everywhere uh and it was cheap it was only like 30 bucks when it originally came out i think you could pick it up for like 15 bucks now and you're just exploring a planet and killing killing monsters and kicking cute little birds in the face (laughs) it's a good time i like it a lot now now i know why we're getting there now i know why you like it so much (laughs) kicking kicking cute birds in the face birds right in the face there's, I believe there's an achievement for it as well. Well, there better be. Uh, so what is your game of the week? So, again, I feel like we've had this conversation. I think we talked about this when we did our rare PS2 games. I think that's why I'm thinking we talked about this already, but my game of the week is Samurai Western. So okay, I definitely I, didn't pick that, so I think I think you're right. That was just it came up in the rare, I'm, I'm, rare PS2 game. I'm pretty sure. I might have talked about this before, but um, Samurai Western is a PS2 game. It's really expensive now. I think it's like 150 bucks for a used copy when this used to be nothing. Like, this used to be worth nothing. Yeah, it like was a, 15 bucks. Yeah, nothing, no big deal at all. It was done by Acquire and Spike and published by Atlas, which Acquire uh, and Spike also worked on Way of the Samurai. But I don't know if it's the same team or even the same studio technically or if it's, you know, I don't know how their structure is. Um, but it was an interesting story. So you're a samurai who goes to the Wild West because your brother left your samurai clan to like, and and you're basically going to get him back. That's the idea. Because he he quit because he saw the superiority in firearms over 
Okay. Over swords. So he quit the samurai order, and your job is just to go get him back, and then you run into a bunch of other things. It's got this kind of, oh, man, how to describe it? Almost like a, it's got like this, almost like a comic book feel, or I, I would I would equate it to the Gungrave anime, which I know a lot of people haven't seen, but like everyone in there, like like when he becomes Grave, uh, everyone is like, of every one of the villains is basically like a boss. And that's okay. kind of, it's like a character, you know? And so all the bosses in this game, are these just wild kind of characters. And like, you can hold this, I think you hold the circle button and you spin your sword around and you can deflect bullets. So you run around, it's like a third person action adventure game with really good, like combat. And then you hold the circle button down to like block bullets as they're shot at you. But it was, it was really fun. I remember checking it out thinking it was gonna be really, really stupid. And it was surprisingly really decent. It was really, really good. And I've had this for a while and then I watched the price just skyrocket on the thing. Yeah. Um, so actually, and I just thought of this. I want to talk about this before we got to our games of the week. So this is not game of the week related, John, but I had to jump back to this real quick. Did you see that they released a 13-minute gameplay video of Scorn? No. Is there more weird Geiger dicks? So it you have to watch it, and we'll have to talk about it next week because it looks like the most boringest ass game I've ever seen. Okay, <laughs> dude, it's the slowest, clunkiest looking shooter I've ever seen. I'm, I'm, t- I'm it's crazy. You'll have to watch it and tell me what you think. But I'll have to check that out, dude. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it later. But anyway, so now it's not game of the week. Uh, our games of the week are out of the way. So, John, what is in your pickup pile this week? I have a very small pickup pile. Good, because mine's not so small. Okay. I have one good game and one game I got for no money. Uh, <laughs> oh. So I picked up Neverwinter Nights on Xbox One. Um, it was finally they, the price we wanted. Yep, GameStop had it for 20 bucks, and I had 20 bucks worth of uh, Power Up Rewards points. Nice. And I told Jordan to shove it. I'm not pr- renewing my Pro. Uh, I got a free copy of Neverwinter Nights. Nice. He, uh, I got, I got renewed last time I went there because, basically, with what I was buying, like cause they said something because it was pro days, so I got like ten thousand okay. points just for signing up, and then I got my oh, five dollar yeah. off. So basically, it was free. Basically, and there's there's games that like during pro day that it's like, well, you can sign up for pro, and get thirty dollars off this game. Yeah, or you can not sign up for pro and pay full price. Yeah. So, exactly. so yeah, there's there during pro day there's like no brainer reasons to sign up, but but I I declined. Uh and then the other game I got which I was really excited for and I got pre-ordered this off Amazon, Earth Defense Force 5. Nice. Which Dom uh so you you had a copy of Earth Defense Force Iron Rain import at your store and Dom had it on hold for himself and was gracious enough to let me buy it. <laughs> um and Iron Rain, it's Iron Rain's decent, but they they released two Earth Defense Force games at the same time on PS4 for digital download. And EDF5, which is the one that I got here from P-Cube that just came out this week, this is the good one. And this is the one that plays like the regular EDF games. Okay. Whereas Iron, Iron Rain is the, like the Western developed, like... It's not as bad as Insect Armageddon was, but it's still just, it's not as awesome as the Sandlot developed EDF games. Uh, so, so yeah, I was excited to get this. I played through a couple levels. I, it's, 
it's got the same great awful voice acting in it as they always do. Um, nice. <laughs> there, it's got online. It's got split screen in it, uh, which it doesn't say on the back of the box, but it does have split screen. And then it's got two to four player online co-op. And uh, on the touchpad, you can swipe and like do different vocal emotes. And one of the swipes is like you sing like this army song. <laughs> And so, like, you can swipe it and your character starts singing, and it'll, uh, whatever, whatever character, male or female, that you're playing as, it'll sing in that voice. And then, um, you, you can even do it when you're dead. <laughs> so, that's great. I was having fun with this game. EDF 5, it's awesome. I love it. Someone actually called us looking for that the other day, and I was like, yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> it's not it literally just came out. It just came out, and we probably won't get a used copy for a very long time. <laughs> Uh, so what is your pile? What what eight hundred dollar uh, NES Capcom game did you buy this week? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have any eight hundred dollar NES game this week, but I have a couple a couple of heavy hitters. Uh, so first up, though, I, I've started dipping my toe into the complete in box Turbo Graphics sixteen market because I need okay. to get just a few, only like four games I need to get. So it's not that is, big a deal. Is one of them Snatcher? No, although I would buy that. I've thought about buying the import of that just to have it, but is it expensive for that one? I don't think so. That was maybe forty or fifty bucks, maybe. Oh, it wasn't too I'm bad. Surprised you don't have it. Um, well, and I've also thought about getting the Saturn version too. I saw it when I was in Japan, and I didn't buy it like a fool. Madness. Um, so first up, Turbo Graphics sixteen. I got complete in the box Newtopia, which is kind of like their Legend of Zelda. It's like a um, like a real time action RPG. Uh, it's very similar to Legend of Zelda, like Legend of Zelda 1. Um, that was kind of okay. like their their take on that. Uh, for PS1, I told you about this game, because you said you have it already, but I got in that RC to go. I yep. found a complete copy, so I finally got that, which was very exciting, because I, I actually was really impressed by that game. It was way more fun than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a stupid you racer just, for PS1. You just showed me the disc the other day. Did you find a complete copy like online that you bought, or did you randomly get one traded in no i went online and uh someone someone was selling that and a copy of revolt together for like 20 yeah they were like 28 bucks and revolt sells for 18 so i was like well i'll just buy the two sell revolt and then get rc to go for 10 bucks so revolt was was a pretty cool great dreamcast game yes it it was i have it on dreamcast actually i didn't have it on ps1 and i thought about keeping it for ps1 i'm like well well why have it on both and it was randomly the very first game you could play on Xbox Live uh, through the preview program, but they never released the game after Live launched for everyone else. <laughs> That's so weird. It's so weird, yeah. Um. So then next up, I got Spider-Man 2 for PS1. So Spider-Man 2 Enter okay. Electro. I had no, We'd never had like a complete copy come in. It's always been like disc only or missing the manual or something. Uh, and that then, one's by Vicarious Visions, isn't it? Uh, that it is, yes. Uh-huh. See, um, I would be good at that trivia y- game. You would be good at that. We're going to do that <laughs> still, too. Uh, and so then I got a copy of, I thought I had this already, apparently I didn't, NBA Street Volume 2. Uh, I actually really like the street games. I always thought they were fun. Um, I thought the first one was okay, but kind of annoying, and the second one was good, and then the third one was like just more of the same, so the second one's the only one I have, but I thought it was good. Well, the, the third one's got Mario on it on the... Uh... On the, the GameCube. GameCube. I'm not buying this on the GameCube, dude. Balling on the GameCube is Mario. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and I bought I, all those stupid EA Sports games that had Mario in them. Oh, of course. Uh, SSX uh, on tour also had uh, Mario in it. Did you get that PS1 snowboarding game that's got Nemesis and Jill in it from Resident Evil 3? Yes, I do right. have that. I think it's called like Sh- Shredding or something like that. S- something like that, yeah. Well, Shredded lettuce. I don't know why I ask you that. I know you've got that. <laughs> um, so I finally got my complete in box copy of Ogre Battle 64. So that nice. was one. That was my. This is my last sixty-four game. I'm pretty sure. Um. So that's toast. That's out of here. Done with sixty-four games. And then John. Oh, you're gonna be so jealous. Uh, I was notified that our local Walmart, uh, was marking down some games again. Okay. So I got Wasteland Three, that just came out. Oof. For twenty bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. That's so not... not too amazing, but not bad. I, got I was gonna a, say when usually when you luck into uh, clearance deals at Walmart, like everything's five dollars, and you got like thirty games. Oh, well, <laughs> hold, uh, yeah, we're getting there. All right, <laughs> um, but I got a copy of Code Vein for PS4. That was okay. five five dollars. Nice. And then I got a copy of Monster Hunter World Iceborne Master Edition. So I bought Monster Hunter digitally so that I could have it that first night, since none of the stores right. were doing midnights for it. Because I was at my brother's house and we get everything. So then they had this for $5 also. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll totally buy that for my collection. So I have a physical copy of Mosh Hunter World with Iceborne. Uh, and that was all I put in my collection from the Walmart stuff. But we also got, like, there was an MX versus ATV anniversary edition of the newest one. That was $5. Okay. Um, Is but, that the red-covered one? Yeah, yeah. They but, released another version of that game. <laughs> uh, there's a, it must there's sell. There's a 2019 version of that game. That uh, has, or it, it's got like updated races from either 2019 or 2020, um, which is that that game is uh, itself a rehash of MX versus ATV Supercross and MX versus ATV All Out. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're combined together. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I like the MX games, but that it's getting a little silly. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then, so the deal, though, the, the best deal I've ever scored at the Walmart, John, they had two copies of GTA V for PS3. Okay. GTA V for PS3. I'm going to ask you to guess how much I paid per copy. Did you get one of the three-center deals? <laughs> they were both three cents. <laughs> how did you know that? Because <laughs> uh, I've seen people on Reddit uh, get the three-cent deals at Walmart. <laughs> it was three cents. Yeah, I don't know how, like, I don't know how they, they do that. You know, it's funny, too, is because, uh, so, years ago, probably, probably like seven or eight years ago, I I would go to Walmart quite often, and one of the Walmarts in town had, like, a copy of NCAA 2005 for the original Xbox, and it was still $47. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, no other original Xbox games were in the entire store except for this one game, and they never marked it down. But then they would mark down a game that came out, like, a month ago to, like, $7. Yeah, (laughs) well, and I was talking to them a little bit because they said they they pretty much said they were making room for the PS5 games. And so they they marked them down, and even, like, the head of that department, he he, he tells his guy... He's like, hey, message Greg and let him know that we did a bunch of markdowns because they want it gone. So they're like, you know what? Mark it down. He'll come and buy it all, and then I'll be done. And uh, and so 
he did that. And I was talking to the guy who messaged me like a couple days later, he was in the store and he goes, yeah, you know, those, the, a couple of those games, like the wastelands and the, cause the other one that went down to 20 bucks, he had a copy of captain Subasa hmm. for 20 bucks. I mean, it just came out at, nice. at 60 and so, or 50 or 60. And, and, uh, and so he goes, yeah, you know, after you bought those, like they went back up into normal price again. I was like, well, weird. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> like what the, were you not supposed to mark them down then? I'm like, well, and I always tell the guys, you know, cause a lot of people, this is not really stupid, but a lot of people think it's really cool. Like they want to know me and do me a favor. You know, they're like, Oh, it's, it's Greg from game trade. Like, you know, he's cool. He's got like a game store. Like it'd be really cool to do him. a fa-. Like, I know it sounds really stupid, but like that people feel that way. And so a lot of times I have to tell people like, Hey, you know, someone will say something like, Hey, you know, my, my work is going to throw out all these old racks. Would you want them? And I'm like, well, as long as you don't get in trouble. Yes. That's, 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 that's always my thing is like, don't get yourself in trouble to help me. I think I even said that to you when you were still working at GameStop. I was like, well, yeah, I'll take anything I can get, but don't get yourself in trouble just to like try to help me out or do me a favor. Cause like, I wouldn't right. live with that. Like that would, that would, you know, so I, I was like making sure like, well, make sure that you're not doing this as a favor to me and then going back on it and getting yourself in trouble because that's never a good thing. But, um, but yeah, that's it. So that, that's the show. It's a little shorter tonight. I know, but I think it was all right. Um, it was, uh, it was fun though. It was good. And we're going to, we're, this is, is this four weeks in a row, John? Are we shattering, we shattering I th- records? I think so. It's at least three weeks in a row. Might be four. You know, we're not going to go back. We're not going to check the records. We'll just say four. Um, but as always, you can subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash drop rate. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the drop rate. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and uh, Spotify <laughs> and Google podcasts and, and, and SoundCloud. If you, if you want to listen to it there for some, the Zoom store, uh, you know, they don't accept submissions anymore for new content. Ah! garbage um but thank you everybody as always for listening and watching say goodbye john see you later we'll talk to you next time have a good one bye-bye